listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the second to last episode, guys. I can't even deal with the fact that this show is going to be over and I'm going to have to wait like a year, if not longer, to get the next season. I just, I'm in my emotions is what I am after this fantastic episode that paid off in so many ways and we ain't even done yet that's the thing we ain't even done yet i love it so much this is episode eight of season five hard vacuum written by dan nowak and directed by marisol adler i gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10 i didn't enjoy it as much as the previous episode however it was still a really good one naomi gets a 10 out of a 10 because man that ending scene and let me tell y'all that chef kiss of having her message play over the credits man gave me chills i loved everything about it because if you didn't know what she was doing it became apparent in this moment and it just it solidified that Naomi is the most badass boss in space and I know badass is a word we associate so heavily in media surrounding a type of physicality right I was listening to this reactor and they all had the same observation that naomi can't fight these are facts she can find her moment she'll go assassin's creed if she got to but usually she's not in there with the the brawling she doesn't carry weapons she's not about she's kind of the pacifist of the group she doesn't have any military experience like alex and holden she's not a bottom of the barrel scrap it out Uh, with they fist like Amos she is much for the non-violent type of route but that does not mean she is a capable or uncapable incapable of committing violence as Sin found out via a screwdriver to the head or wrench to the head or b be able to use that genius for acts in which can create violence and the reason for that is because she created this augustine gamara code which i'm sure we keep hearing all season and i'm wondering now if they're going to go into it if they're going to reference the books at all and i'm not bringing it up because i'm just waiting if they don't by the end of the season i might throw out a minor spoiler into regards to that i'm not sure but she has the capacity to be much more in the violent aspect of her life than she puts out there but what makes naomi the baddest badass in space is because she is equipped to handle the variables of this world not to mention she's a really smart engineer one of the smartest in the galaxy and it doesn't require a physicality usually there's physical violence associated with oh they're badass or they're able to do something that usually 
involve some type of violence whereas naomi is able to use her intuition her ambition her perseverance and her smarts to get out of situations that are rather impossible and that was introduced in episode two of season one and reiterated in episode four i believe or three one or the other i believe it was three when lopez says it would have taken a hail mary for you guys to have survived in that fucking ship like that is not this is beyond some regular ass capacity for someone to accomplish getting you guys the oxygen you needed just so that you could be picked up seeing her in another impossible situation macgyvering her ass out is why she is a badass and i love the fact that it not it is not based on a violent response and is also why she is my favorite character along with bobby let's go ahead and get into the recap amos and peaches on their bikes making their way to baltimore Peaches does spot a ship heading up into orbit and has some ideas that she puts on Amos a little later. It is supposed to be a nuclear winter, which is severe prolonged global climate cooling effect, which is the reason why it's snowing and it's only going to get cooler and cooler. And I know it looks rather kind of like a day in milwaukee (laughs) or colorado or some shit where there's rocky mountains but that is what in the fact that there's no trees it seems to be very deserted um there's buildings with lights out they're trying to bring in the devastation of the world i thought we were going to get to baltimore and it was going to be a lot more in the city but they chose to show it in a wide shot and i'm fine with that i know some people are really just man they must really like disaster movies and i get that sentiment you want to see the devastation of earth but i don't find myself as impatient for that and maybe it is because i am a book reader so i i kind of we in the book we only got the sense of the devastation through the other characters it was never like oh we get this whole exposition part of how the world looks now no it was more like casually dropped in conversation and so that's kind of what i am still seeing in this show but i feel a lot more others they want to see something more viscerally or more poignantly the world is supposed to be fucked right now the planet like they keep saying it like oh we gotta get out here because we're fucked this is bad but if you know anything about a nuclear winter then you know that direct sunlight is blocked from reaching the surface of the earth and this shit can last like 25 years that's just one rock we don't know what three rocks is so about a good hundred years there's going to be devastation and what it kind of reminds me of as well and i think this is also why i'm being a little bit because i've had another mini series it's like chernobyl that one where it kind of felt in a lot of ways as if things were predominantly not as fucked as they were 
it just looked like some ash was coming out of the fucking like there was a fire no big deal and yet it's when you finally get to that the the room and you get all of the information that you get the gravity of the situation and i think and i will say that is the scene that most people are missing and yes i was looking forward to seeing a little bit quicker than we have by now but at the same time i'm not as impatient so i get that gripe i do but i read the book and i'm wondering if those are book readers in there in the non (laughs) book thread making those comments because they want everyone to be like oh they need to know because they feel maybe the general audience isn't getting the full impact of marco's actions but it's only been like a week or two weeks guys i mean most people are just dead the after effects they do take a moment to begin surfacing and it's i like the fact that we're learning information as the characters are it's in the moment versus predictive and maybe that's just a different way of storytelling people aren't used to but i love the way they're pacing it out i also like the fact they're not holding anybody's fucking hand like if you're looking and watching this episode a few more times you will start seeing different hints and clues that they're telling you around uh within dialogue in the world building or on something that's on a ship or that's on one of the comms i know that is rather subtle storytelling but it to me it makes those rewatches a worth it and they only can cram so much exposition that is talkity talk 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 because you always get those people are like well why are we so much talking people are also having issues that you know we're having character building moments in the show like god forbid we fucking do that and to me those people i feel don't know or have a different idea what show they they sign up for and maybe that's fair some people are like where's the aliens i thought this was about aliens it is in some respect but it's also about humanity and the political culture and and a lot more other things it's not one plot focus driven and it doesn't cater to the interests of the audience that's one thing i also respect about this show is they're not going to give your favorite character all the screen time because it's your favorite character amos fanboys you guys are usually out there the first ones talking about there's not enough of that character or christian those two amos's are worse but they're the christian fans as well they don't like the idea that one person might be getting more character arc or development than someone else because oh my god that's not my fan favorite yeah there's no fan service here there is a little bit with avasarala but that i will (laughs) i'm still grappling with (laughs) mainly because they rarely don't do it but i will say when they do make the changes they are meant to be smart changes for the show and i've been really happy with what they've done with amos he definitely has more screen time and more development in the series than he does in the book he's the grunt in the book he has some complexity but you know not a whole lot i liked him in the book but he wasn't nearly as relatable as he is in the show i and that's all west chatham and his abs (laughs) he looks 
expect that guy you want to go have a beer with or be best friends with or have sex with that is an all-around catered fan favorite and i know i feel like i'm dragging it but i'm not i'm just simply stating these are the facts of the matter and it's okay but you also need to chill and realize that it's not one of those television shows that are going to game of thrones you what you want the story is going to go where the story has to go and it is based on a story that is already written and they are not going to deviate from that just because you want more of a b c d e f g i think the pace is great they've been servicing all of the characters rather evenly um i think that some components are a little bit more prioritized versus other components we didn't need to see a 12-hour road show of amos and peaches make it to baltimore i'm sure people would have loved to sit there and do that but that's not what is more important right now the politics of luna is important how naomi is getting out of that situation how that's going to converge getting our team back together and addressing the the huge plan that marco has in place which is to destroy the rossi and its crew james holden uh being the the main antagonist to marco we spend as much time with each character as is needed with each character getting back to the peaches and amos road trip however they're totally a married couple not even a married i thought it was more like siblings so many people said married i'm like no this is what i would do with my brother i'm like don't look at me i'm about to piss i'm like i'm not gonna look at you you're gonna piss when you're married you stare at each other and piss (laughs) that's the difference between the two and they are more like best siblings than anything else if you want to ship them romantically i'm not gonna hate at you someone was asking why was they being so long oh clearly you've never been in a long road trip <laughs> what do you mean we stop when we need to stop we don't stop just because you gotta pee as peaches is having a snack she says that she is able to taste and smell once again now that the blockers are finally out of her system she feels and looks a lot better and as much empathy as i have for peaches and how much she gains from me let's not forget girl these are the consequences of your actions which was blowing up and killing quite a few people that did not deserve your wrath not to mention all the shit you did inside the ring tilly you got a lot to atone for so while i was like oh man that's terrible you couldn't eat and taste things i was also thinking you're still breathing and one cannot say the same for your victims it had me thinking something else too girl tried to kill holden and amos is acting like oh that wasn't a thing what is his plan here he does not have one and it goes back to my earlier sentiment that he thinks immediate tunnel need and does not think about at all or your forethought i should say to how other people are going to be react or consider what the next step is in the plan and she even asked like what is our plan once we get to baltimore i don't know that's just the only place i knew where i knew some people basically uh and they could have us they have things that can assist us 
and they're criminals so considering my name ain't really amos and you are yourself an escapee i mean i get his logic however she tried to have them all killed then tried to kill holden and had naomi in a choke lock about to end her life as well these are things in which people might have some feelings about amos and while you are forgiving and understanding those around you kind of sort of might not i will say this was the weird scene that was taking points off for me (laughs) in the episode because one she starts walking away and he's just kind of staring watching her walk away and she picks up this blanket and then she throws the blanket down and i'm wondering it's fucking cold why would you throw down the blanket or maybe she did take it with her i thought she put it down though because i didn't see it again and it's even weirder because i was getting distracted by amos because i'm thinking something's about to happen overhead i don't know what it was about the angle of the shot but it, it made me I don't know feel as if I was supposed to expect something that I didn't quite get and I'm not sure why I was feeling that way but she then walks over and discovers all the dead bodies it's an old person's home so they massacred them hopefully in an act of mercy and she asked the same thing she asked before which is is this how it's gonna be now and then you have amos going back to yeah when the churn comes i'm kind of like um just get on your bikes and keep going we don't need to even have this conversation yes i know this is an ending like i would have preferred some walking dead shit where people's just uh, just dead bodies with a note saying we did all we could i don't know i just didn't need to have this conversation we could have got way quicker to the point of even when they were on the bikes like hey do you see that and then they look up and then she's like oh remember that suborbital ship i saw i know where we can find some of those because i think we need to get off the planet and it was almost like they were rehashing what they said before (laughs) and he says well we're gonna need help and he's like good i know the people that can help we already know this this is a recap we saw Marco once and I was very deflated him and Philip on the Pella I know Mimi likes to watch TV on the television but if you and I do too don't get me wrong but if you do watch with headphones on like I do the first time I watch The Expanse you do get the benefit of if you're a sound nerd like myself hearing so many things that make you orgasmic and the sound of the engine definitely does it is confirmed that sin is dead despite many unclear after seeing his frozen corpse gasping in vacuum his lungs burst that's what happened and he didn't move after he was gasping for air so i thought it was clear he was he was dead but many people was like what's sin gonna say next episode and i was like oh i guess it was not made as claire anywho marco has tears in his eyes he's mourning that sin was there in the beginning and was meant to be there in the end baratna closes his eyes and asks like oh you were there and philip's like yep what happened and he says well sin went after uh -uh -uh -uh. tell me how your mother died oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage Marco has one scene and he makes himself instantly more dislikable <laughs> with each episode and I love it but it's not the Joffrey 
type of hate where you're just like can this person die already it's more like man this diabolical good looking son of a bitch he just gives such a great performance too that i was really deflated i did not get more of him this episode i was like oh i don't want to see what anyone i want to see what's happening with marco and philip and what's going on in that situation but i didn't complain anyhow he says that she was at the edge sin tried to stop her then she just went out she wanted to die she disappeared she was gone she didn't have to kill sin excuse me bitch like father like son just have the most asinine thought process ever like oh i'm suicidal right now but excuse me for taking the time to not stop this person that decided they wanted to be there and stop me like i should have said you know what i love you so i'm not gonna do this and maybe that's what he really meant by that conversation now that i am actually thinking about it <laughs> like if you loved us if you love sin you would have just stepped your ass back in but that's not also how suicide works sir it's not how it works but denial is catching because marco too doesn't accept that he may have caused her to break and walked out the fucking airlock no it's really hard to gauge what marco's actual impact reaction is to this news he is sad about sin but i don't know what he's feeling about naomi on one hand he was gonna blow her up on the rossi anyway on the other hand he was really reluctant to kill her after that point but he certainly cared to hear more about how she died than sin did then he tells philip his own child that just watched his mother commit suicide it's not her fault sin is dead it's yours philip leaves after this he is affected by those words but not much of a reaction i'm kind of sad now we didn't get the book reaction where he would have been banging on the door and screaming but i'm still holding out on the fact that this will eventually erupt maybe between him and his father maybe they gonna scrap get into words i'm not even talking about get into it like you know where he's turning on his father or his goals no he's already sacrificed his mother for that so backpedaling does him no good if anything you're gonna even more commit to what you did and you're going to you know think she was weak she's the one that did it him saying no you killed sin is him also saying you killed your mother which makes marco not feel as if it's on him the way he treated naomi all this damn time <laughs> just the whole cycle of abuse is is continuing on and i need a confrontation at some point i need to see the emotion ripped from this young child or man child and i i, I want to see it sooner rather than later i hope they don't keep it stilted until it just boils at a later point in season six now nah, i need by the end of the season him to have some type of visceral violent or physical reaction to the fact that he witnessed his mother commit suicide directly after he slapped her in the face and called her a wet wella and then said he's gonna kill her family he said what he said and did what he did but he didn't want her dead on the check smoka naomi wakes 
The high pitch ringing really made the scene work with the acting as well as the fact that she looked like she is so damn sickly and a whole bunch of pain. She was giving that, uh, <laughs> like, this hurts so fucking much. Barely able to walk. Worst sunburn ever. The swelling. Jesus Christ. The limited vision. She stumbles to try to get some control from the panel. She's unable to do so. But figures out pretty quickly that the ship is bombed, stripped of all materials, and on a proximity detonator. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. While she's processing this, she hears a voice and follows it. I love the faintness and then how it came into because I thought someone was talking to again the sound if you have it in your headphones and then she sees that her voice is playing a distress signal or a distress signal is going out and her voice is the correct way in which you say that sentence and it is telling James Holden to come rescue her Marco really has the intent that she quote-unquote kills her family on the Rossi, Jim, Monica, and Bull debate the likelihood of the protomolecule being destroyed versus handed off with Holden all the ready to call it a win as it means he can go after Naomi seeing as Alex hasn't sent any updates. Bull is kind of on the fence about allowing the fact that the protomolecule could be destroyed since he can't really come up with any other ideas about what has happened I know there was some critique of, you know, they could have reviewed the footage and saw that one of the torpedoes went off, but it was a pretty good bait and switch. I know people like to give characters a lot more credit than they're due, but I always say it doesn't matter how smart you are when the situation is in a certain level of tension, of high emotion you're likely to be prone to not making the most rational decisions you go or slip into irrational thinking and i know we want the best rational thinking of our characters but it's also understandable that jim is like well it's not fucking here i looked through the footage i'm not about to peruse this footage for six hours looking for a fucking clue it makes sense that you're saying that they didn't i mean you're the one telling me that they didn't hand it off that that's an impossibility so what the fuck do you want me to do just sit here and think about it no i'm gonna go after my girlfriend who's also in trouble and while monica does not look wholly convinced that the protomolecule is gone she also knows that there's a contingency plan in place called the the plant that she has in anaros's faction that will tip her off if the exchange has been made so she's of the opinion like uh yeah so when Bull's like, you know, when is what's he going to do when he realizes that he can't find her? And she's like, I don't think he's thought of that option yet. And he's like, well, I have because I'm not about to go on no fucking suicide mission. Now, talking out of both sides of my mouth to try to play devil's advocate for Bull. Yes, I joined the Rossi to go after the protomolecule after Fred was killed because I owe that to him. I do not owe it to you to then go chasing after your girlfriend 
in an impossible mission against marco because she also happens to be i don't even know if he knows she to monica the only person that know why marco has naomi if he knew there was personal reasons involved bull really might say i'm taking this rossi back to Tycho. good luck driving this motherfucker but he don't know jim holden because how i figure jim like look motherfucker i'ma put you in the razor back and i can get my fucking pilot back here to drive this damn ship and you can be on your merry fucking way nobody asked your ass to be here while you talking acting like i ain't just going what motherfucker i'll put this shit on autopilot i'll put you on a goddamn float you better get with the ship or your chick can keep going and you gonna be left behind i said i was gonna play devil's advocate but that was very short-lived upon rewatch of last episode i think the proto molecule is actually not heading to marco i think it is heading to the rain gates and i think there's an extra martian or vessel there because when i went back and looked at marco looking at the rain gates there's the two uh class ships if you want to see the different ships online you can um if you go to expanse and then look for ships you can see the difference of how each ship is classed so they have two really powerful un and martian ships blocking the ring but there's also another ship on the vessel that he was looking at so i'm thinking he's sending that there and i think that they're gonna that ship might meet up with the barkeep and then they might be doing something i don't know but the barkeep is gone there's something at this particular shop it didn't say the barkeep that's why i'm not saying that is the ship that's there because i would think it would say it it said like unknown something on the screen but back to the rossi this is definitely setting up one of two proposed mutinies that we may have when it comes to the naomi nagata rescue back to drummer's faction the family is a little out with each other they are scavenging or salvaging but drummer says we are scavenging they're short of temper lack of sleep and they're also a little disturbed by the fact that the crew matar kubilea that faction was absolutely destroyed by marco and you have drummer saying this was an act of revenge because kubilea if you recall voted against him when they had him in the airlock i know drummer also has to be feeling like yeah he did kill everyone that voted against him and it's the reason why she is still alive i blame this on michio pa because she seems to be the shit starter every time well i feel uncomfortable she's all i mean no one's yelling at her that she uncomfortable is all i'm saying everyone's like drummer why are you being so mean but michio brings it up every time like i wonder if they're treating him good sergio why wouldn't they i'd be looking over my shoulder she don't she's not down with the shits and no one is being like can you please stop bringing this up because it only pisses off drummer and then drummer gets pissed off and then oxana's like why you gotta be like this this is our life now why can't you get on board with it and then there goes just joseph joseph i can't remember his name him too jumping in to co-sign with oxana like yeah girl you gotta get with the shits corral gets rather comfy in the captain's chair with her fucking stank face ass Carol is one of those people that you want to just beat up every time she walks on screen but we did catch a conversation where she was speaking with Simeo Mall 
it's a faction and i love that this concept might have been missed but he is clearly giving marshall ships to other factions to take out or police the belt stalin much marco and he has given those to his most loyal and it's this simio mao group that clearly took out uh kubalea and her faction oksana comes in to give an update and the disrespect of seeing her in the captain's chair because that used to be oksana's chair too but oksana asks her what happened and she says look they got the same offer that you did marco said go in peace and then they went to series stole two frigates from some loyal people so then we went after them and killed them and l's fair in love and war they came after us and struck first which why would they if they mm-hmm, you lying son of a bitch i don't believe that for five seconds and considering y'all was having the same ass conversation why did you need to hear it from the horse's mouth especially when you know the horse is gonna lie then she says well we need to stock all the water and food because we need to continue to protect and feed the belt she looks like a fanatic she's staring off ain't even got her ass up out of that seat one time but i like the continued world building that they're doing that it's not just because i know it looked like he had a small ass fleet and that's definitely a book complaint because marco got a big ass fleet like you got he got fucking hundreds of ships <laughs> he ain't got six he got like hundreds of ships he got so many damn ships he can give them to friends so it's not some small undertaking that this motherfucker is doing i can't tell if oksana is with it or if she's playing a role but i'm starting to actually get the impression that oksana might die i think she's gonna die i think she's gonna try to stop drummer from doing something or she's gonna interfere because she continues to put her ass in front of that bullet and she's gonna catch it she's gonna get between her and corral because now that corral got that message at the end you know she's gonna be like or marco's gonna be like go check it out <laughs> doing some shit like that i'm getting to my predictions too quickly but yeah um i just i'm feeling something someone's gonna die on the ship it's michio pa for talking too damn much joseph for you know dropping things because he's clumsy it's gonna be drummer because she just needs to take a bitch out sometimes or oksana because she don't understand who she married who is her wife okay back on luna david pastor is waddling like a duck i'm sorry a penguin silver haired and all awkwardly and then triumphantly goes into a room and gives a speech about taking back control a certain dominance about some vengeance rhetoric i was half worried i was concerned he was getting too big for his britches already and the power just went directly to his head however when he leaves we see that he is still back to being the penguin and waddling like a duck and he's like do you think i look convincing and avasarala is like yeah you did let me stroke your ego because you know you need it and she applauds the speech he she probably wrote the damn thing <laughs> but it's to give confidence back to the people then we get their cabinet meeting i know this came after another scene in baltimore but i want to get to it now where there's a discussion about what kind of response they need to give everyone in the room is split with delgado delgado leading the charge of we need to blow up palestation 
and then Chrissy being like so there's innocent people there and we can just make them radicals and we don't even know how many actual terrorists are there and they got us like does it look like I give a shit they killed millions of our people billions and that's not even stopping the ticker anytime soon over the coming years we can kill these fucking 13,000 people because the numbers don't even close to wash out and this is Marco's home they said a symbol because she's like it's like Demas she's like no that was a moon that's not the same damn thing and he's like I thought we was on the same page about this shit you should be angry because I'm angry and I'm ready to hurt somebody because blood needs to be washed with blood of course Chrissy has already learned this lesson and stepped into this many a time and it also did not work out well for her so she's like let's not make the same mistakes we all made previously with this new administration however we see that the conversation is cut short i'm glad it wasn't just chrissy too there were other people in the room like let's not kill innocent belters now like i get being angry i get a response but let's not let's not do that because they still apparently have allies and i'm trying to figure out who the fuck these allies were (laughs) dolls is the only motherfucker left i mean i guess there's other factions but kubalea did i don't know who else is in that room but everyone else is not breathing the other two inside it with marco so who else what factions what y'all talking about dawes we ain't heard from dawes in like four episodes is the man still alive you see on series is they gonna blow up palace and this gonna be the reason why dawes turns and then apparently he just gonna join with with uh with marcos because if they blow up palace they fucked up they they, they gonna turn people and they gonna fall right into marco's hand and Chrissy may or may not be able to stop that people keep mentioning why doesn't she just take over for this guy or why doesn't he hand her the power it is a democratic system guys we still want that or we would have got trump for the next umpteen thousand years took an oath it means something to him and even if he wanted to step aside the person below him is the next person that gets in line she's not going to be an elected official unless someone does an exec now he could i guess he could do some executive order to make a new law but why would he want to do that doesn't seem as if he's the type to say i'm not qualified thus i give up it seems as if he is committed to doing his duty but leaning on the voice of experience but he also needs to weigh it himself because all of this old administration if they was doing all they could have then we may not have had the problem that is marco and naras in the belt situation as is are we going to start moving forward is this a wake-up call or are we going to start regressing back to the same behaviors that we did before so i think that chrissy reconciling that and her being to plead that case to him is going to probably sway him on the better side of the angels but it's not to say he should not have called delgado to his office and heard the man out because you need to hear what your constituents are thinking so that you can respond because you have to give some response you can't just shut it down in the way that christian did to nancy gal and not address the issue because then they become your enemy and then you lose your damn seat in power where you could have been in a position to do something a little bit more about this damn marco situation once you got more information but i do appreciate that we are starting to get those conversations 
You know, what is it going to be like for the refugees that get to Luna that's been through the trauma of what's happening on Earth? You know, it's one thing to be in the sky and see it happen. It's another thing to be on the ground and feel it happen. How much racism, how much anger is going to stem on this one particular base? It's not as if belters are cut from the alliance at this point. So if they're still involved, still in the mix, if they're on Luna, they probably have people that have jobs there. You know, eventually we're guessing that Naomi and Cruz going to go be there. What's her reaction going to be or people reacting to her as a belter? So many factors that we haven't thought about as the the lingering reaction just from the the rocks hitting that has nothing to do with you know how many people died or what the the consequences are on earth and then with the belters that are more understanding of why the inners will be so angry you know would they be able to accept some type of response from them that has innocence of them dying will that permanently turn them away if earth gives any response all good conundrums back in baltimore peaches and amos reach eric who has been stockpiling supplies including the whiskey bottle that timmy lost you best believe he gave a very longing stare hello it's me sadly we don't get the scene of eric saying didn't I tell your ass I was going to heal you the next time you come back so that Peaches can be like, uh, the fuck? But no, it's just heavily implied with you just went from the frying pan or out of some, ah, whatever metaphor. You're in a more dangerous situation, but it's very quickly brushed over so that we can get some actual book accurate dialogue straight from the pages of them saying hey we need to get out of here the place is fucked eric bean what are you talking about i had my first shit here i eat here i had my girl first fuck here i'm not leaving basically despite the fact that all of my territory is now underwater (laughs) he's in shock and he has to be told in a very realistic way by peaches through a story that you know, I was in prison. I saw this chick. She killed all her kids, this mom. And weirdly, she would talk about the kids like they were still there. And so one day she came up to me and said, you know what? I know my kids are dead, but I'm also dead. You're the only bitch in here that thinks she's alive. Meaning the person that she once was is dead. The person that you once were, Eric, is dead. The only thing you can do now is start over. And starting over ain't so bad. I'm glad he didn't start crying because I didn't need to see that shit. Amos is like, I don't know what all these emotional things are that are happening, but are we getting the fuck off this planet or not? And Eric's like, okay, let's get it. Amos said, cool, because I'm going to need us to grab that liquor because it's going to be a long ride. And I know I'm thirsty. Back on the Chexmoka. Naomi looks for anything to assist her to try to turn this message off. She finds a some type of tool in a vent. Her hands are swollen so she cannot reach it. It's causing her pain. So she has to find a different way after screaming fuck. She finds a pulley to lift the grate, but it hurts a lot. But she is finally successful. Um... I love the realistic struggle to connect the cable like it wasn't right away. 
all that to have the damn circuit burn out so for a minute she just sat there in despair mine far away But this is Naomi, get it done, Nagata we talking about. She looks in the station sensor array and is able to find something that she can use, but she needs more wiring. So she has to go into the hole, which is not pressurized. And the suit she has doesn't have oxygen, except the oxygen she brings with her, with the helmet in, and then whatever oxygen is in the suit. She suffocates a bit to get what she needs, the wires that she needs. And while she can't stop the message, she is able to send out an SOS. I have a prediction that Marco is going to hear this message, but keeps it to himself as his son's guilt he can use against him. Just a, a guess right there. Oksana is upset that Kamina is pushing her away. She's like, why don't you just accept our new reality? At least we're still a family. We're still together. That could have been us that were dead and we would have picked or someone would have picked us clean. Like we don't have a choice. So why you keep being pissy? But she's like, I'm not sure if your idea of no choice and my idea of no choice are the same thing because I have a choice. Some people just decide I'm going to die on my principles and that's that. So this whole thing of it could be someone else. Yeah, that's very true. But that's also a way to soothe one, one's guilt or ownership of a situation because you feel helpless. I mean, what's to say you can't kill Coral, get to fucking Luna, get you some allies and help from the end? No, you have options, whether you feel you have them or not. And because, and I think it is because Drummer has that relationship with the inners that she was able to see that other side of things, that maturity, as uh, Sakai would say, evolved as you to Naomi that she doesn't have that concept so she's like no we we ha we always together however bad it is we still stick together and she's like sometimes though you need to make a choice and she watched naomi make that choice like my people or my fucking family and that's where drummer is right now it's like hey can i really sacrifice my morals up against the people i love like what that situation i love the way they're paralleling that tensions continue to rise at dinner until the family have a moment of temporary smiles over some spilled water bubbles until reality sets back in and they're back all morose and somber alex and bobby aboard the razorback aka screaming firehawk that he even said it in the message i did not need that i was i'm great i love the shout out for us but we only need it so much i, I just it took away from me I'm not even gonna lie mainly because I'm so attached to the Razorback in the book as Julie's ship that I can't see it any other way <laughs> so while again I love the the pacification of the fandom it's a nice way to call us out we didn't even need it a second time at least I didn't they are not successful at all at finding the Chutsmoka and Alex remarks that they may need to resupply soon at Haiji 
where they have a los compadres to alex's delight we never talked about that bar in the second or third episode of the season but they had saddles for seats and it was awful with the lighting on the hill like everything about that bar was like a nightmare and i'm love that bobby has my same reaction like i can't stand i don't know how you can stand that place he's like well not everyone has to be a compadre <laughs> then in the softest face that i've ever seen bobby have she sees naomi's message and says holy shit because mainly she was doing this for a friend hoping they would find her but kind of like a needle in a haystack and then all of a sudden the needle is right there in front of you and you're just like oh back on the rossi holden is talking to bull they are looking at the ships in the area seeing if any are changing course they don't know who is with marco and who is not with marco so they have to assume that everyone may be with marco bull says correctly that we don't have enough bullets to throw down with all of them but the way jim looked down at him for a whole ass minute before saying if they change course let me know before he leaves jim then gets naomi's distress signal via the razorback sending it over and well my man's still got the murder armor on so we know he is jumping right on his steed aka the rossi and is ready to charge you tell him i'm coming and hell's coming with me you hear back on luna i could not see what david was looking at no matter how many times i freeze framed and looked at it it looked like he might have been referring to something on the sun but it was too damn blurry but he seemed to be concerned over it and that's all that matters delgada comes in he says it looks like you were holding back in the meeting say what's on your mind he says look i really don't give a fuck about these belters dying as far as i'm concerned they need to bleed and that's how i feel about it so fuck them let's blow up palace it needs to be done you need to show that you have a spine and i'm gonna tell you right now that if you don't you might have some problems and walks out the room he doesn't say that last part but i do sense another <laughs> conflict here either he gonna have to get rid of delgado delgado or um he's gonna have to find a way to rein him in or placate him i don't know naomi realizes alex because you know once you get some political power like these are two dying powers as well right both christian and delgada except delgada is kind of like okay i got my power back again and now he's a military dude he's going to want to take violent offensive action um or is it defensive at this point no it's offensive but christian's like eh, we shouldn't we shouldn't do that really 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 shouldn't do that like i don't want to fuck this up anymore because y'all ain't thinking about the numbers at all and the the worst is really let to come worse to come oh i forgot we did bring that up in this episode which was medina station yes apparently they still have allies on medina station and believe that station is under their control we know from last episode that somebody at medina station is talking to marco and marco is burning for somewhere my guess is that motherfucker probably planning on taking medina station so i think that their crown jewel may not be as much of a crown jewel as they think it is because if marco starts taking out those two ships left because y'all pulled the rest back then y'all is maybe kind of fucked if he shows up with like eight martian ships i don't know 
I mean, they're really good battleships there, but if Medina also is giving you problems, I don't know about that. Naomi realizes that Alex got the wrong SOS and that her message did not get out or it just didn't get to him. And so she gets upset and then she realizes that she has to come up with a new plan after saying, God damn it, it's a trap guys coming here anyway like all the people in the world too it would have to be alex that shows up <laughs> like there's there no one else in space so the new plan is to memorize the message and then she is going to find the wire to disrupt the signal and what she's doing is made clear by the end of the episode as i stated earlier but she has to work to do this. So she has to go into a, uh, the same place that's not pressurized. She has no oxygen and she has to map the place. So it's, she has to go cord by cord to figure out which cord is attached to this message, which is not an easy feat. Hence her marking why the time she goes in there she's trying to orinate herself because she gets disorientated once she gets in there because she is also suffocating multiple times they look like 14 to 16 times exhaustingly so she kept doing the same thing looking for the wire and then after many times all the sweating all the tears she is finally able to find that connection and starts to disrupt the signal or the message to indicate that it is intended tampering versus a glitch hence it is a trap i know there were quite a few people confused about what was happening but that's pretty much laid out what her actions were it's really hard to to convey that book to screen because it is in her thought process Jumper's faction is told by Corral that after they're done, because they do salvage two torpedoes, I'm sure that got book readers a little titillated in the heart. I won't have a, a book spoiler spe- section at the end of this podcast, just so you know. And it's told by Corral that after they are finished, they're going to go to series where they will join the other factions, Simeo, Serio, whatever, and Moto to engage any inner ships because they are going to block their trade routes so they need supplies so they're basically going to become a nation of pirates despite her distaste at the order she does look at exana and says well fine i'm going to try an effort and says understood her acquiescence to the new regime lasts for 2.2 seconds when they pick up naomi's distress call She's like, you can't help her, Corral that is. And she said, watch me. Like, they can stay here. I'm going to go help my friend. And she's like, no, that message is fake. She's like, I just heard her voice. No, it's not. It's part of a bigger plan that you don't need to know about. But that message is fake because Naomi is dead. She's like, you're telling me bullshit. She's like, no, I'm not. You was there. Um, when she was there she was on the Pella Philip took her tried to get to know his mother but he found out who she was when she committed suicide and walked out of an airlock instead of stay with the family she abandoned this is some cult brainwashing bullshit right here because Carl how do you so very convincingly just say this lie 
like oh my god she couldn't stay with her family like she couldn't deal with us because she couldn't she stopped believing what we were fighting for oh i'm sorry she couldn't deal with killing innocent people we couldn't have a deal we'll get to that part we'll get to that part because there's something else she says later on that i laughed at but this causes um drummer to lose her shit because she's about to shoot the bitch when oksana's like please don't do it and so she walks out of the room i will say how Carol not even flinch though like that's kind of not realistic when drummer was clearly about to kill you when you called naomi a traitor to the belt after she has saved more fucking lives than you ever and that's why drummer just could not even hear her say these things without catching a bullet but then she goes to her room where the acting once again powerful from kara g she lets out this rageful scream she is all alone grabs ashford's whiskey and starts rage drinking she ain't sad y'all she pissed the fuck off naomi finally finds the wire the music swelling and then her memorizing the message because she's finally successful and her changing it and then disconnecting a queen carl joins oksana who apologizes for drummer's temper because she's trying to do all she can to stop corral coming after her girl i can't tell with oksana though if she's just blowing smoke up her ass to try to keep the peace or if she actually believes it but corral thought it was fun to see her temper uh and then he says i knew naomi we used to be family until she stopped believing what we were fighting for and then she decided to leave us and i can't get over that question if she was your friend how come you ever never have any soft feelings and then the minute you did see her you was like i was fucking glad you was gone so which one is it corral which one you can't even make up your mind on how you feel about the situation that tells you that your memory all is skewed on whatever fits your day when you having it because if you didn't care then why you all up in my face why you keep being mad if you have moved on then why don't you be indifferent because every time you meet someone you like i knew that bitch naomi <laughs> fucking traitor to the belt <laughs> she abandoned me she abandoned all of us anyhow um that's where i was laughing about the part of my notes where i said i didn't know differing opinions between a family is cause for stealing and hiding my child until i spiral out of control and want to kill myself yeah that's all on me but then she realizes that the distress signal has stopped she's like uh that's not supposed to happen i sound like it's someone on the ship is it naomi she's like oh that shit ain't possible she did then the message over the credits this is naomi negata of the ross tell james holden i am in control naomi continues to put notches in her belt as a certified warrior queen in space she definitely avasarala is queen of earth but naomi is queen of space that is her title i have put the tiara on her forehead i've given her her scepter and space is her throne let's get into the feedback so 
something happened last week with the feedback and or the last maybe 25 minutes of the episode and i could not get it reconstructed or reformatted to be able to course correct it but mimi's feedback got cut off so we are going to get to hear what she felt about last week's episode before we jump into shy's feedback about this week and then mimi's feedback as well on this week's episode so here we go what up stina it's mimi um this is my feedback for um the expanse I actually wrote down the episode number this time. So I know that we're on season five, episode seven. So boom. Um, I know I haven't sent in feedback for um, The Good Place. And I noticed you have not posted that yet. So I'm going to try and get that in. But I watched um, The Expanse um, and I need to talk about it because it was so, so, so good. Like I loved every second of it this season is awesome i can't even i can't even i need to get my thoughts together so that i can talk about this but i can't even i don't even know where to start um i'll look i wrote i jotted some notes down because i i know for this show it's it's gonna mean i'm gonna go over like so you just gotta be prepared for that but i didn't want to miss anything because i as i'm listening I'll hear you or Shy say something, and I'm like, dang, I forgot about that. I wanted to say something about that, too. So, um, the first thing I want to talk about is because offline, I told you guys I had forgot to mention the um, message that Naomi left. And I completely forgot that there is a delay. I'm thinking this is like <laughs> the 28th century. So, ain't no such thing as a time delay, but they are in space, and it does have to travel, so... <laughs> I'd be forgetting about that and knowing Naomi she probably put it on a delay that like you know a certain amount of time that if she didn't come back um you know it would send out because if she if she came back to her ship she would have been able to delete it or stop it from sending out so it, it probably was and I and I'm pretty sure Holden confirmed that it was from Naomi it sounded like he listened to it already they didn't really give us what she talked about um maybe we'll get that next episode but they do um but he did get it and he said it was from Naomi so I'm assuming he had to have listened to it um I think I'm trying to think make sure there's not anything that I wanted to backtrack on um okay so I guess we can start with the recap um first I want to say I was expecting a flashback to have some actual dialogue and granted they were a cute ass family uh Naomi and Marco with baby Philip and Naomi's hair was long and I loved it the curly sue um I thought her hair looked really cute long and if that like clearly it was either a sew-in or a wig but whoever did it did it really well because sometimes i be these shows when it's a black woman um and it's they be doing their hair in a wig it looks awful 95 percent of the time um even if the color's nice it's placed on wrong and you can see you can see the edges lift and it's like come on now uh, y'all if y'all gonna do this to her hair and not have her wear her natural hair or however she you know embraids or something can y'all get a black stylist because clearly 
this white lady don't know how to put a wig on a black person or I guess a white man whoever it was but most of the time you could tell that the wig was put on by somebody who was not black and it'd it be looking trashy and it to me like I know it shouldn't but it always makes like takes my focus and it takes away from the scene no matter how well it's acted I used to I never really had that issue with um, Michonne because I already knew that uh, Denai's hair was very very short and she had the locks but then she had like the thing like it, it looked like a head wrap almost over it so you never got to see the edges um, so it never really bothered me um, but you know I know with um, Titans everybody's wig in that show was awful so I it didn't bother me that Starfire's wig was bad I actually love the color it was just when you looked up close you can see that it was not her hair and that used to bother me but I digress back to the expanse um I just was expecting some actual words or you know some type of dialogue so we could see their relationship but it might be a, like they didn't want us to get too much because I feel like the scenes we saw them in in present time was pretty telling about their relationship um, for the first thing I want to talk about because this is the first scene that I wrote down and I it just immediately let me know like yeah Marco is fine as hell but he is a dick and I'm not gonna like him I may not disagree with some of the choices he makes or what he's fighting for but I don't like him as a person and I could tell when he uh when Philip says he said um I want you to be proud of me the way that Marco said um I know instead of I am proud of you like most parents would say like I can't even imagine Derek saying I want you to be proud of me and my reaction is I know that's what you want or something to that effect the loving parent response would have been like I am proud of you you make me proud every day I am proud to be your dad but this dick just brushes off what his son says and he's looking at him like yeah well you should want to be you should want me to be proud of you you haven't done it yet you're pretty trash like that just this facial expression said everything i needed to know about him like i felt so bad for the baby i know he's not a baby but i can't help but think of him as naomi's baby because that was the last time she saw him and that's probably the image she has in her mind but this man grown as hell like super grown bigger than her um just oh i don't I don't even know like that whole their whole interaction Marco and Philip when they were in like the end scene when he was like I'm the one everyone's talking about they're saying Marco no one's saying Philip like who talks to their child like that like you cannot tell like I I hate saying like you don't love your kid because you know to to him maybe that's how he maybe that's how he shows love I just it's not it's not a good love it's a toxic love not all relationships are good and not all love is good and his dad is freaking poison like 
I feel like Philip is more Naomi, but he doesn't want to be. And I think that's what's probably tearing him up inside because he doesn't want to be. He wants to be like his dad. He wants to help the belters. He wants to be, um, you know, this rebel leader like he was raised to be because whether Naomi wants to admit it or not, you had him for a year, but uh, well, according to Christina, um, Philip is 16. Marco had him for 15 years. So clearly he's going to have more of a hold on him. He's known his dad longer. He's been in his shadow. He's been being groomed by his father. So of course he's going to be a daddy's boy, even though that scene, um, when he was with Naomi and she was she hugged him as he cried like that was pretty um that was a pretty like really well acted scene and he totally looked like a mama's boy but I could tell I feel like that was the the moment that broke him like I can't be around her because she is turning me into someone I don't want to be someone I'm fighting so hard to get away from um, but I will say, you know, when he slapped Naomi, <laughs> I about lost my religion. And I, I understand she was probably shocked, but somebody would have caught hands. Like maybe her reaction was so shocked, like she couldn't. So she like turned her rage on Marco because like this son, my son just slapped me, bitch. And it's your fault. But I'm sorry. I... I would be like, boy, I understand you trying to make a point, but hit me again. We gonna fight. Matter of fact, I'd have punched him like just off jump. Like just so you know, don't do that shit again to nobody. Not a, not a woman. Like don't. You're, you're like, he has like eight inches on her and however many pounds. He just slapped the shit out of her. That's your mama that she was just hugged up crying on not too long ago. And now you want to slap her because you're trying to be tough in front of your raggedy ass daddy. Like, don't 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 do that to me. I I don't want to beat your ass in front of your whole crew, but don't be like that. I feel like that was how Naomi came to the conclusion that she did. Like, I got to get off this ship. <laughs> I got to do what I had to do. Um, let me see. I'm going to look at my notes before I because I, I have more to say about Naomi so the other um just like piggybacking on what I said about when they were in the room crying um when it was Naomi and Philip that scene kind of ripped my heart out like I was pretty emotional and tears are running down my face like I'm not gonna lie like that scene was really really good and I I know you said that at the beginning the actress that plays Naomi wasn't like she, she had moments when she wasn't a good actress I don't know that maybe my like I have very minimal standards when it comes to shows like if someone's acting is god awful even still I can still watch a show just to see you know if I enjoy it if the acting is so bad that it's embarrassing me then I'll stop but it takes like I notice like people that act phenomenally those are the people that like generally that like I'll see them in a, in pretty much anything. But if someone is not too great of an actress or actor, it doesn't bother me too much. So I don't think I noticed 
um in the beginning seasons how Naomi the actress that plays Naomi if she wasn't or was a good actress but I will say season four in this season she acted her ass off and can't nobody they can fight me on that like let's go because you are not going to tell me that see to me like I'm an emotional person but it takes a certain type of scene to get me if you ever watch this is us those motherfuckers get my ass all the time I always cry but I would say in this show I I I, I think it might have happened before but I don't think it's happened very very often but that scene like got me and then like the show wasn't done with me then they had Naomi with Sin when they were in the break room and he you know he told her that you know he knew where Philip was the whole time if he'd have known that she was gonna try and kill herself he would have he would have made different decisions like that whole scene wrecked me like I was already emotionally sensitive because of the Naomi and Philip but then they hit me with the sin and the Naomi like are y'all really trying to kill me and then then they want to do it even further that last scene where um after Philip and Marco decided they were gonna get rid of the Rossi and kill everybody on board and Naomi couldn't get Philip to change her mind side note when she went she lunged at Marco and she was like I hate you I hate you he looked pretty butthurt like his, he looked sensitive as hell like the scene with them when he told her she was free to walk about the the um the ship I could tell he was emotional and it's hard to know because of the way he is if those like teary-eyed confessions were real or manipulation I'm gonna go with real because I I feel like he he really is maybe he's not used to not getting what he wants and that has more to do with it and the fact that she's with Holden and Holden's famous maybe that's like him like he's not so much like I still love you it's like you're mine like maybe that's more it but I do feel like he does care about her and he does have these feelings towards her but um the way that he the way that she said I hate I hate you like I felt it like she was she really genuinely hates his guts and I think he knows because he looked pretty butthurt um but when sin like when he went to her where she was on the screen and he was looking at her I was like he just literally told her in no words just with a look I'm not gonna help you so why is he chasing after her and I was confused and then when she um decided to open the whatever that I don't know the names of these ships I don't know the terminology but when he was like I saw that look in your eyes I was like oh my god is she gonna kill herself you you can't do that and he was she was like you shouldn't have followed me I don't know exactly what the scene is because honestly I like I don't know what happened like sin looked like he died and that's sad as hell because I really really genuinely liked him um he froze and looked like his oxygen was sucked out of his body um but then Naomi went like through the the open cockpit I don't know what the hell the terminology of these things are called 
and her like eyes like her pupils started to like burst and you could see her eyes um bloodshot red which is never a good sign and but I honestly thought that if a human went into space with no spacesuit on they would freeze like instantly so I clearly don't know what's happening because she didn't look like she it looked like it was cold out there but she didn't look like she froze she looked like she was having her oxygen like her the oxygen in her body was being pulled out and then she shot herself and I'm assuming that was some type of adrenaline to get her heart beating fast so that she could circulate the oxygen that was already in her body I'm not sure but she didn't look like she fared well at the end of that and I don't know what kind of ship or whose ship that was that she was on but that whole scene like had my mouth dead ass open like I was just sitting there like a, somebody could have walked in my mouth and walked out and I would have just been blinking like what the hell just happened like I am so like this is the time when not being able to go immediately go to the next episode makes you salty as hell but the anticipation of being able to see it next week I am here for it I love it and it seems like this show will end when when a, a little bit before the flash starts so it'll be it'll be nice to have something to look forward to as well um just a side note I swear when I saw like the way Marco's crewmates were like chanting his name I'm sorry but I got straight up Trump looking vibes like they look like Trump cult followers to me they were just saying Marco's name and and that was making me uncomfortable and I had this really eerie feeling like oh my god what the hell <laughs> um now I know I'm talking a lot so I'm gonna um just make the last little notes that I have but most of my or I'm sorry just say the little things that I I want to say like most of my um feedback is going to be on Marco Philip, Sin and um Naomi because that was the storyline that we got the most of and it was really it was just really really good stuff um I like how Bobby and Alex met up with um Holden well they haven't really met up but they were able to talk to him um and they sent she he sent Bobby to go you know find Naomi's ship because she can kick some ass I'm mad she got shot and had a bullet and she's talking about well it just itches like bitch your tough ass I love her she's such a boss ass bitch and then um Holden with Monica I don't know I don't like the way she be looking at him like that that man is spoken for bitch you better back I'm gonna need you to take several steps away and put your hands in your pocket leave that man alone like stop looking at him like that um I'm surprised he told her about Naomi giving uh Fred Johnson the protomolecule um I do like that we found out that Fred was legit and even though he was an earther he really really cared about the belt and he wanted to do good for them so I like that I still don't like bull um just something about him I just don't trust I don't think he is an a double agent but I just don't think he I think he's gonna be one of those people that are so set in their ways that they can't see past it the ones that um Camino was and her crew were concerned about like if we don't join Marco 
the earth is gonna kill us someone like bull would just be like she's like no we're not with them we don't agree with them we didn't and he would kill them anyway like that that's the kind of person he reminds me of and i can't be okay with him just you know <laughs> i just i i just don't trust them and it's just weird having him on the rossi um it's just that that's just i don't know if i'm ever be okay with that um i'm sad i didn't get to see my boo thing this episode um amos but hopefully him and peaches are doing good they made it to baltimore and we get to see his uh hoodlum days flashbacks would be awesome so i know i've talked a whole lot so i'm gonna stop um anything else i think of i'll just shoot you uh um a message offline so um until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out so there is mimi's complete thoughts on last week's episode um she said she had questions when she told me she had no damn questions in there except that it was a it was an airlock instead of a cockpit (laughs) that's the only question i heard um so i guess the one thing about the message that she sent to jim i don't think he listened to it i frankly jim is one of those people because you have to also recall in the first season he got a message from his girl right before she died and and he he got problems listening to the dying messages he ain't he ain't listen to that shit he did not listen to that shit (laughs) it's like i got a message but i'm not listening to it i he's not the kind yeah I, i just don't maybe he did maybe i'm wrong and he did listen to it and i misinterpreted but i don't think he listened to it but she did send that while she was still docked at Tycho station instead of on a timer from the chet smoka when she was still there and she sent it to the rossi instead of his calm and they were working on the rossi so that's why he just now got the message and then i do love her hair uh that is definitely naomi book hair that is her hair throughout the entire book series so it was very very happy to see that um if you i have been tweeting from kian's account a lot and he has the cutest behind the scenes uh little videos of them too and one of them is this particular flashback now the writers and directors have stated that they do not like doing flashbacks that's not something that they're about and i have to respect their creative process so this little wordless one was kind of like the most we're gonna get (laughs) to the people like me who's like come on man let me get down let me get that flashback man let me get that full story man let me get that novella but it, it did set the stage that at one point there was a great deal of love the tragedy is that it's now just <laughs> serious hatred and resentment except that you know she'll never not love her son and i think that her son still loves her but they have the devil between them and because she switched out her role for Phillips, guess what happened? Philip became what she herself walked away from. That's why she feels guilt. That's why she can't just walk it off or walk it away. And I'm not saying she had a choice. I'm saying she made a choice. Her soul or my child. And whatever, they both come with consequences. Neither one is not going to get me off any easier uh that sounded dirty for some reason but you know what i meant (laughs) 
<laughs> so that that's that's gonna be on her soul and i think it goes back to another thing you had like she was never gonna change his mind of course she wasn't it's not even about the success of course she's gonna want to succeed and she's not gonna stop trying to succeed while she has the the time to do so and it's not that she isn't making progress that's the thing she saw i can get to him the only difference is she couldn't get him away from marco in order for him to really be as with any cult um broken down or or gotten away from it is literally being physically away from the person that it's in constant influence of your actions and yeah you're right it's 15 years versus the one year she had in his life but she has to believe as you pointed out that he's still my son he still has something in there that is me and if i can reach that person maybe just maybe he eventually will come to the conclusion that he did a terrible terrible thing and then the when he does he's not gonna feel great like you're not gonna walk around with a with a happy soul he's probably gonna want to kill his own self and there's a very critical line that they don't say because it's rather harsh in the book <laughs> i kind of miss it though but yeah it's um it's a lot that philip eventually is going to land on his chest when it does all she can do is try to give him a way that he doesn't go out of airlock his damn self but i would say her argument that you know she's completely failed at this in the end yes marco did what he had to but he had the upper hand right he let her go around the ship talk to the people she needed to talk to i am a hundred percent convinced he had that girl on monitor he was watching all them conversations so when the people came at him he had his ass prepared that's what he did he let her be a rat in the maze letting her think she was going to do what she was going to do um and then i mean give her that hope so that when he took it away it was going to be even more devastating he wants her to suffer and there was a podcast i was listening to that i really liked the type being where they were talking about Marco's personality and that's the part where I disagreed because they called him toxic masculinity and to me that's a social norm that is constantly repeated and unhealthy for men women and child children children and it's not to say he doesn't have some toxic masculinity traits however that's not his particular like that i would actually argue against that in some ways because his mannerisms actually have some feminism into it like especially the conversation where he was on the bridge and he was telling them to space her he's like oh put her outside and then the minute that sin steps up to him see a toxic masculine person would puff out their chest and prove their their masculinity or try to browbeat no he became the boy that listened to sin that was his father it's another um bit of information like the many people that kept saying well he's gonna kill sin he's gonna kill him he was never gonna kill sin like that to me never even registered that he would kill sin because one he has it's not about killing these people it's about control and if he could control them he's gonna do that way quicker than he is going to act he can have a moment where he's going to say space naomi but he also knows damn well he's not going to space naomi he's not that kind of guy so that's why i don't really gel with the toxic masculinity because 
in a lot of ways he's not that person he has the ideas he has the charisma he has the charm he has the gift to make what they all align agree is the right thing to do because it's easy to to go full cult of he's just brainwashing everybody but how many does he really brainwash his son yes everyone else around him i think they're they tend to be more a little bit more inclined with his rhetoric like you were saying the trumpism everyone that follows trump ain't just voted for him because they thought because they was a republican most people who follow trump right now know what trump's about and thus they're down with him that's what i feel like are most of the people on this ship especially when you hear corral talking it's not so much a brainwashed idea it's we're angry and we're validly angry and this guy came up with a crazy ass plan that you know what why not i'm down with that it's not on my soul i consider it a victory everyone that is on his ship definitely are like that now him convincing other people that's just getting people on your side that's being a good ass politician is that what that is it is a little bit of a um a distinction which is why i kind of say cult in some ways but more like to his son and close family <laughs> they seem to have be more of the cult apparatus than and then even, even that so one would have to say his son because sin has his own ideas he's down with marco but he also is like yeah damn you had to do what you had to do <laughs> y'all two are like this y'all both are my family and i love you hell it took one damn conversation to get him back on board because he know he had like sin took that little boy and raised him and loved him in lieu of the mother that they also equally loved and really wanted and i kind of feel bad because you said he kind of treats him like a tool i don't think that is his whole thing he treats him like a tool i'm not sure he loves him as much as he, he even feels the effect that naomi had on him and that's problematic but i would say that when it comes down to his psyche he's more of a narcissistic sociopath because he does as you say feel like them tears in his eyes is deep they real he don't want her to hate him when she's like i fucking hate you and you like he but her yes he was he he knows it as you say and he know it um but it doesn't not affect him and he would love for it to not affect him because if it didn't affect him then it wouldn't get under his skin and he wouldn't be trying to blow up this damn fucking ship and coming up with the the most effective and hurtful way to do it because he can't just go find have someone he has 14 fucking martian people out there he can't go send them to blow up the rossi it's one ship versus all of his martian ships that's not his plan he wants her quote-unquote to kill her family quote-unquote using anything that's related to her that's gonna cause the maximum amount of pain so that she feels that particular guilt for ruining it the way he feels that particular guilt for ruining that family but he ain't regretful of his actions <laughs> he's a fucked up psychological mess of a man and yes it's not to say he does not feel as you say he is poison michelle's hair never really bothered me in the walking dead a lot more people were angrier than i was um she just always had a beautiful face that i could focus on and i'm i mean it was the zombie apocalypse them dreads is gonna look all types of tattered anyway was she supposed to be laid out what the fuck i mean i get all these other white women walking around with their pretty straight hair but at the same time she is she was looking 10 times better than all of them at all times and that's why i won't watch this is us because parenthood already did that shit to me week after week 
and i'm not down with crying every damn week anymore i did it once i will not do it again and then about the (laughs) bad ideas of space that people have um you're right in some sense uh that it is cold in space it's negative 45 fahrenheit but the radiation from the sun that's the exposure and your blood boiling that is more of the immediate need the coldness like you were seeing her what it was that she was expelling more oxygen that's what she had she didn't have adrenaline she had an oxygen needle we saw that in episode two when they rescued uh homegirl in the container someone was trying to do the math so i'm like well, that wasn't realistic either i'm like would you actually watch the fucking show before you try to criticize anything because one thing about the expanse that you should know if you watched it for five fucking seasons is they that they get the math right they do their homework this is not science fiction fiction they're trying to science the shit out of everything that can be even the fucking uh bullet that i was joking about could be a problem in last week's episode they literally came out in the showrunners and talked about how it was small enough and wouldn't even fuck shit up so stop trying to go to reddit and think you're smart by trying to say well that can't be possible do some fucking research on google before you make it there because all you're doing is making an ass of yourself because you can't believe that women actually can save themselves or be smart because you can't stand the fact that the black characters or the female care or people that you feel shouldn't be able to do something actually did it because i know if fucking amos did this shit y'all wouldn't be saying half of that motherfucking comments that's what i don't like when his characters y'all don't like uh, fucking chrissy stroked the fuck out her ass is 82 in space for the first time y'all didn't well where was the people talking about you know what let me calculate how this is not really possible y'all ain't saying shit oh i can't stand them people i really can't <laughs> so i don't stay in that thread very long before i go find my own people in the book section who got way more of their shit together and in thoroughly enjoying the season and even if they have many complaints that i do have many complaints don't get it wrong twisted however some of them are just so asinine by this point it's it it's beyond ugh, i can't deal with it and then girl she is not making hard eyes at freaking holden she is an interrogator she is a reporter she trying to get that dirt i am very concerned that he was giving it all to her because considering a belter and the belter and then i mean i just don't and then she was like the proto molecule you guys had it you didn't tell anybody i don't know how monica feels about earth blowing up she seems to be rather rational but we never know and i never trust reporters <laughs> because they're all about the story not about the people's feelings in the story and i think that was very problematic with her having free reign of the ship she might take that damn message and if that message have in it what i think it might have in it then that also is triply problematic um but we shall see i think mostly though you know i mean not mostly she don't got no no she ain't trying to look at him like she wants to be their girlfriend his girlfriend <laughs> just like on the ship last time she's just like you know she knows she's like so where's naomi nigata your girlfriend he knows she knows all about that love story she's trying to get the dirt you know we should just keep riding this train and hear what mimi has to say about episode eight what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for um the expanse season five episode eight um i wrote down a couple of notes this episode was really good i feel like um it wasn't as like 
I guess, action-packed because uh, we were kind of in the same scene with Naomi there for a little bit because she's on that ship, the Chismoka. Um, but it was still, I still enjoyed it. I, I can't say, even though it was slower paced at times, I don't think, I don't remember being bored at all. So I, I will say that it just felt like there were certain times when, like, I don't know, I guess I was trying to figure out what was happening. So maybe that's why I felt like it was slower paced. But we'll, we'll get to that. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is the um, the scene in the beginning when we, you know, because we start the scene, the episode with us seeing Sin's uh, body. Now, <clears throat> last last week, my feedback got cut off. So so no one knows what the heck I said. But I know there was a moment when I was unsure, like it looked like Sin died, but like I didn't know if the scene froze or if he froze I was like I couldn't really tell but I was like I'm pretty sure he's dead like but th this episode confirmed what I already knew or I guess I suspected and I don't know after listening to your podcast I just imagine Naomi being like on that on the chest mocha just in in the the big I don't you know I wish I knew the names of these places because I want to call it a cockpit but you made fun of shy for calling it that so i guess that's not the right name <laughs> i don't know but she came into the ship and like her face was like i don't know like she had a bunch of like i i would call them like hematomas or like a lot of busted blood vessels all in her body all in her face and in her eye or her eye like it was like so red I didn't even think she would be able to see out of it so I just assumed she would be effed up really bad like unconscious for a little bit but when we got the scene with her she wasn't too bad off so um I know I talked about that in there in the feedback last week um so I guess I'll just start from the beginning so the first thing I wrote in my notes was regarding Marco and Phillips conversation because something he said just really didn't sit right with me like I don't I'm trying to understand his character like I want I don't I don't like saying things like you know you don't love your son because I I've learned in my lifetime some people was never they were never taught like they didn't have role models they didn't have anyone to show them what a good parent is or what a good person is so they don't have any idea so in Marco's mind you know maybe this is how you make your son strong this is how you love them to make them I guess ruthless you don't want them to show their emotions and they need to be better about you know things their actions and choices that they make maybe in his mind he thinks he's doing the right thing but when Philip said she wanted to die about Naomi you know jumping out of the airlock and go, trying to float to the chismoka clearly Naomi had a plan no one else knew but he said she wanted to die but she didn't have to kill sin first of all sin shouldn't have he she said you shouldn't have followed me and instead of like when she opened it he tried to grab her he knew she was the way she was the way she is he should have just let her go he could have like I guess I was always under the impression that being in space was like an instantaneous death but it I guess it takes 90 seconds when you're actually your 
oxygen goes away i don't know i'm not gonna pretend like i know anything about being in space i'm not a uh, person that went to any kind of aerodynamic space camp you know i am not a nasa astronaut so i don't know never was even interested in learning about anything like that so i don't know how it works but it seems like all of his actions he was trying to save her and he gambled with his life and lost so he didn't he he can't no one can blame sin's death on naomi she made a choice for herself and sin made a choice to try and save her because he knew what he did was wrong and i don't know why he felt felt like he had to save her this time but he didn't want to help her when she asked him to help her i don't know i i don't like situations like that i feel like he's trying to he was trying to make up for his lack of i don't know i don't know what the word is but he hid philip the first time and then he's like she was like let me you can make it up to me now if he wasn't gonna help her he should have just told her and that would have been somewhat beneficial to her but he chose to make her think that she he was gonna help or even staying silent would have been his way of making her think that he was gonna help and he wasn't so i feel like the reason he chased after her when he thought she was gonna kill herself was because he's trying to make up for those two times he didn't help her so he made a choice he chose to try and save her and it killed him so yeah whatever but when after philip said she wanted to die but she didn't have to kill sin marco reply replies with she didn't kill sin you did and who talks to their child like that like i can't it's like not only did he witness both sin and his mom well he thinks she's dead so he witnessed both their deaths now he has the guilt of thinking that he's the reason sin is dead and that guilt gotta follow him forever and that's pretty effed up that you would put that on your child i don't know why marco keeps surprising me but he really really does every every scene every time he opens his mouth he blows something he's done out of the water like it just keeps getting worse and i get the feeling that it will continue to get worse um next i want to talk about um naomi because um that i guess that distress signal that was going out i'm assuming i assume that you know because it was automated no one would believe it but they were really quick to jump on it and like follow the signal to the chess mocha so i guess it being automated doesn't mean anything and i swear like every time naomi was had some idea in her mind (laughs) i'm like what the hell is she doing like constantly what the hell is she doing like oh there she is like that's how i know she's way smarter than i'll ever be in my entire lifetime because she she was looking at this and then doing this and doing that and that didn't work and then she would see this and then see that and it's like oh my god what the hell is she doing oh okay i get it all the time like when she kept going in that airlocked area like with the the vet suit on vent suit i don't know what it's called with the with the astronaut suit on so she can breathe well she couldn't breathe because there was no oxygen in it I, I did read that on the little arm thing but she was retaining too much co2 so she was holding her breath too long and that can turn your blood acidic really fast and you'll die pretty quick that way so yeah it's a good thing that suit um 
had that information on it but when she like it was like 12 13 times she did that and i'm like what the fuck is she doing like why is she just keep going in there clipping wires like what are we trying to do i just couldn't figure it out and then i at the end i realized she was trying to alternate the the um message so that was funny i just did it i didn't get it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i just did not get it um i do I did I did appreciate this even though like I said it was she was by herself so we didn't get a lot of dialogue we just saw how frustrated and angry she was but her determination was on point and I swear it was like she is such a boss ass bitch because she was not gonna give up like she if she ended up blowing up on this ship at least she knows she tried everything she could to stop her friends from coming like she ain't got no food she ain't got no water we saw her opening all those food uh luggage cart things that's not luggage cart lord opening up all the luggage that i'm assuming they brought in the suitcases with food in it and they, they were all empty um or if they had like old containers there were there was nothing in them so she probably realizes that her time um to her living time is not going to be very long because no one can can get near her to save her she can't figure out how to um deactivate these bombs so her only objective right now is to ensure that none of her family is gonna die trying to save her so to me she could have easily gave up and just in a corner crying because when she first woke up not only did she vomit everywhere but she couldn't see very well like it was dark and her retinas are probably really um small she can't see because um she has the blood vessels popped so she her vision is probably very limited um you know she probably feels like shit because i can't imagine that stuff not hurting like hell all that um like i can't imagine what what it does to your blood but people that have blood disorders are constantly in pain like thinking of someone who has um sickle cell that's you know their body doesn't carry blood very or their their body does not carry oxygen very well and lack of oxygen causes pain so i would assume that whatever happened to her going into space not being able to breathe would be something similar so she probably her lungs probably hurt her whole body hurts because there's blood everywhere in your body circulating and she didn't have oxygen for a while even with that oxygenated blood the pop blood vessels in her face all that like what like even like it looked swollen like she got in a fight so I, get, I can only imagine that she's having some really severe pain so like all of the things that are going on right now she could have easily just gave up and put herself in the corner but she didn't and and that was super super impressive so i i love naomi for real but i'm with shy this season has made me love her even more like she is so far above everybody else even my boo thing amos like i don't even know if y'all could ever reach her level because she is killing this season and i love uh the actress i finally know is dominique tipper <laughs> i felt like i knew her name but then i kept calling her the actress that plays <laughs> naomi so i'm gonna give her her due this time um i think that's all i have to say about naomi um 
I'm wondering if she's going to figure out a way to disarm the bomb or maybe even get out of it. I'm not sure, but I know that makeshift message she sent was pretty dope. So I'm sure if she look around, maybe she could find something to make, create something else, acting like MacGyver on that ship and whatnot. Um, I'm going to go on to the next subject because I'm already two minutes over. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is just really quickly, just um, the meeting that um, Christian had with that. It was they call it the the Earth meeting. I don't know exactly if those were just Earthlings or if those were like, you know, government officials. I don't know what it was. But the one thing I noticed um, when the I forget what his title is, I'm assuming he's the active president of earth (laughs) i'm not sure but his name is david passer um when he was giving that speech when he said like to the citizens of earth and luna like one thing i noticed and like i i feel like you'll you'll understand where i'm coming from because we kind of had a conversation similar to this offline but i noticed looking around there was a pretty good amount of brown and black people in that that in that meeting and like I said, I'm assuming it's like government meeting, um, not just citizens, but I could be wrong. Like he said citizens, but I'm just looking around and everyone looked like they were dressed pretty nicely, like they were maybe wealthier citizens. I'm not sure. But there was just a like a pretty evenly assorted amount of black, brown and white people. And, you know, in real life right now, the majority of government are white men. So I remember like I looked up there and I seen brown, black women, men. It was pretty even. So I guess my question to you, Christina, is like because I know this is super, super far in the future. And the way evolution works, (laughs) the way, you know, survival of the fittest, like I feel like if anything ever popped off, a lot of white people would die only because they're not used to not having shit. Like, I feel like a lot of brown people who've been through some things in their life would would be okay with surviving because we, we've done it our whole lives. Like, I know what it's like to be hungry. Like, I don't go through that now as an adult. But when I was younger, I would. I feel like if something ever happened where shit got real like it is on Earth right now, I feel like people like me, <laughs> we would figure out a way to be okay. Like that's just something I I noticed so the one thing I always make the comparison to and I and this is like if you if you want to know this is real you can look it up premature babies the people that so the babies that survive the most that are premature when they're in the NICU are black little black girls and the ones that die the most are white little boys like and that is a statistic fact you know statistically taking into account you know percentage of the actual minorities and everything like that the survival rate for little black girls is way higher than little white boys and like I said I feel like that's just real life so I don't know if that has something to do with why there's an even split between black white and brown people but it's just something I noticed so I know the book has way more detail and I've decided that once we finish this season I am gonna read the book especially now since the flash isn't coming back until fucking March I ain't got nothing but time on my hands so 
Um, I just don't want to be spoiled on this season, but I feel like at this point, I want to know no matter what. So I'm going to read them. Um, that's all I had to say about the meeting. Um, I don't agree with them killing innocent belters, but I, like I said in my previous podcast, I knew that was going to happen. I knew they were going to do that. So I'm not surprised. So I knew it was going to happen. So I know he hasn't made any definitive plans, but I'm pretty sure he's going to do it. Um, the last, oh no, I have a couple more points. So let's talk about Amos and Peaches. Um, (laughs) I swear, I, I'm thinking like, I really don't know how Eric is going to respond to Amos coming to see him after he told that, that fool not to come back. But when Peaches came up with that plan to go where all them rich folks got them, them aircrafts, I was like, okay, all right. Um, I will say, (laughs) I love that story that, um, Peaches gave um Eric (laughs) I felt that shit it's like (laughs) see I know I'm dead you the bitch that think you still alive like I I laughed out loud so hard I was like damn she didn't have to play her like that but she's not wrong (laughs) that's funny and then Eric was like "Mm, you right Amos's whole you in like the face he made I don't know why it was just adorable and I loved it and I love how he was made sure to bring up can we can i get some of that tequila (laughs) he is so adorable i really hope next episode we get to see him some more because i feel like this storyline with him and eric could could be very interesting because when he said eric called amos timothy that look that um he just gave him i i cracked up and i don't know if that was supposed to be funny i don't even know if anyone else noticed but it was funny as hell to me she was like what that like she was thinking like i'm gonna we gonna go we gonna double back to that later (laughs) um and then let's talk about kamina and corral i swear the way corral she just she just oozes bitch like she's so like oh god i don't know i just really i really i want to see her smile because i feel like it would make her whole face look different and i know now just from the story she said that she's just butthurt that Naomi left her like I feel like she probably thought of her as a sister and then she felt betrayed and she's one of those people who when they're hurt it makes them angry and she it's easier for her to show anger than hurt so that's why she treats Naomi like that I'm starting to think that she thought of Marco like a brother and Naomi like her sister so when Naomi like okay you want to leave Marco but bitch you left me too like how fucking dare you just leave me maybe she feel like if she was really her friend she would have offered to take her with her or maybe she would be like you know you know if you take me with you I'll show you where Philip is I don't know I I could be a hundred percent wrong but she just seemed like the way she brought up Naomi just made me think differently and and i don't know why i could be a hundred percent off the mark um and then when she so easily told kamina that naomi was dead and i just (laughs) i just knew that shit was not gonna go well the way she like tried to run up on her like had her hand on her gun and then the other girl who is always in somebody fucking business like don't don't i wanted to see that fight personally I would have enjoyed it um but I get why they can't fight right now okay whatever but when she ran off and then opened that bottle 
and like chugged it oh and that gut-wrenching scream that she did like i felt all that that shit just it like went to my soul like oh my god what is happening i know my girl ain't dead like oh i felt it so like it was such a good really good scream sometimes i feel like those scream scenes annoy me but that one was really good i felt it like in my deep down in my soul i really did um i think that's all i have in my notes let me just go double check okay i don't think i missed anything but hopefully this one doesn't get cut off but you guys hear all of it hopefully i don't sound too stupid and i make sense so i will end it here i can't wait to listen to your three-hour podcast and hear what everyone has to say so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out See, this shit ain't gonna be three hours. Why you gotta be like this? <laughs> she been dragging me all day. She was like, so I got like three hours to get my feedback? It's like, bitch. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I think we gonna, we ain't gonna make three hours this time. Marco and Naomi and Leslie. <laughs> but to jump on some notes, I forgot to piggyback on the last time or your last feedback about Bull. Yeah, he can't be a part of the Rossi crew. Everybody's like, oh, he should be a replacement. Fuck him. He ain't down. He ain't ride or die with a team. If you ain't ride or die with a team and really to risk death for a family member that you barely met, then fuck you. Get the hell out of here. We don't need you. You was not in the right place. You got to be ride or die for mommy and daddy. I don't want nobody in the fucking Rossi crew. I will say, uh, minor book spoiler. Yeah, I'm going to give y'all minor fucking book spoilers. But, um, like before this all popped off naomi and jim were actually having a conversation where they were considering bringing more people onto the rossi to work and jim was like really not into that idea uh so it's kind of funny to me that he got that more equipped team because four people versus like it, sh- it should be a lot more people on the ship uh how and you see that too right when all the guns pop off you're like yeah you can't do that with four fucking people <laughs> with alex and three people manning the fucking bullets no so with a full crew th- this is a pretty badass ship however it-, it was never and they don't want it to be a warship uh they don't do war shit even though they can do war shit uh so yeah well he i'm not with him i just don't like him with his racist ass and yes he would be one of those people that might not have the distinction but he could also be a character that needs to grow but i feel like amos would take one look at bull like you got to get the fuck up out of the airlock or get off the ship you can get off breathing or not breathing but you ain't my captain or ain't my fucking pilot uh and yes naomi was in a shit ton of pain um this episode as you said the water the food the medicine and yes all of your nursing knowledge has come through and yeah someone said it might be like the bins whatever it is it's a whole lot of pain and even though she didn't look it sometimes when you're in so much damn pain like when i lock my finger in the door that you become kind of shocked to you become numb to it because you can't do anything about it so it's either you shut your brain off until you can do something about it or you know um or you just literally go in shock and i think a part of her is still in in this shock stage she coming with some major PD- ptsd next season and i really want her to smile i want her to be around belters that are good and then she do some poshing gang and drummer comes and just gives her massages and they get back to their belter roots but man 
can you can uh naomi use some levity in the next season even though that's really still not gonna be the case because she's got her ex running around uh being the number one uh and i think that's also a lot of people think that the season's about to be wrapped up and marco's gonna be defeated i'm like what part of the game changed did y'all not get that memo this motherfucker ruined earth and he's got warships he's got a whole martian fucking navy he ain't just gonna get taken down very easily and then going back to james ssa Corey said that they're just slow playing the earth shit they gonna let it come out and it is gonna come out especially when people go try to go to war like okay you fuck up palace and then he comes after us and then he lets loose the proto molecule that y'all some reason forgot that he has a weapon so why would you blow up fucking palace station to show a strength and he got a fucking super weapon that don't even make no damn sense Christian need to talk to David Pastor. I don't think he can. He's too far down the road. I think it would be easy and kind of a cop out to have Christian come in and be like, "Oh my God, I have to stop you for doing these terrible things that are dumb that I would have done two seasons ago." But no, I'm a much more evolved, more evolved person now. Like, mm, okay, I will say how she chooses to handle it in the books is pretty damn amazing and she needs to give him that advice i do think that there is something like chrissy is where she needs to be i know everybody wants her to take over i know she said she becomes a dictator i think she was lying chrissy needs to be exactly where she is she is the power behind the throne the person in front of the throne needs to be heavily influenced by her to make the good critical decisions but that person also needs to be an individual which aaron wright was not so that's what Nancy Gal could have been if she didn't fuck up her relationship with Nancy Gal. You have another chance with David Pastor. I don't want to see him pushed to the side and then democratic process once again be tossed over and then she's put back in the position. Like even when she was UN secretary, that's his role. She didn't earn that role. I mean, she earned it by saving Earth. Like her actions would say, yeah, this seems to be a person for the job. But then when she got in the job, she really wasn't the person for the job she's not <laughs> i love her she's great in the military defense department and she definitely needs to be right there next to the throne being that chief of staff it's like that's exactly what they do in that there's the president we watched enough scandal to know that the president's a fucking puppet the chief of staff gets the shit done that's what she is she's chief of fucking staff uh and then the marco hey i think you're reading him wrong keep saying i don't want to say a man yeah he ain't been taught right that's for damn sure he, he's an earth he's a orphan um he was raised by pirates <laughs> uh that always hated inners they were born into a lot of hatred and i think more when we get more of that story if they choose they might not again they're like look motherfuckers if this is all great and interesting to you pick up the book because we're not going to give you the full scale of the backstory and i do feel that it's not a disrespect to people who, who watch the show but if you are into that it's more like yeah you're gonna have to go we're not gonna we can't dull it all out for you because it's the world building it's like it's really like four days worth of, of audio man <laughs> uh if you have those love those details yes i'm so glad you're gonna read the books i almost want to reread them with you i'm like let me live vicariously through you you should read up to nemesis games everything up to nemesis games is good because they're going to cover Nemesis games this season and then i have a feeling they're going to move on to the most of the the other one persepolis rising on the next uh next season season six and that's when it has to end it can't be a tv show after that it has to be a movie 
it just can't and then a lot of people's gonna if they talk about how they love this character and that character y'all gonna have a reality check because there is a time skip <laughs> a huge one in the books so y'all got to be prepared for all this y'all be wanting one thing i'm like eh. it's all connected though man just know it's all fucking connected they're in one way they're in the other it just stick with it you will get what you're getting you're just not gonna get it at the time you want it especially if you walked into this thinking this is about aliens I'm like oh it is it's a lot of other shit too <laughs> um and i about the naomi i didn't mean and i may have sounded harsh that she was a bad actress i just thought she did not she wasn't performing like this like this performance is is like oh shit this is my naomi nagata okay even though i always loved her character though y'all know i've been standing for naomi day one i've always liked her character but i could i will say my only if i had a critique like man in some scenes she could have stepped it up a little bit (laughs) but that's not to say she was horrible or that it it was so bad that you know it may have taken me out of a scene once or twice but other than that or maybe wanted more from that scene but definitely not a terrible actress and then you say in earthlings i am laughing said earthlings <laughs> i guess because there are people from earth and people from mars but they're just inners in this world but yeah um you mentioning about the people being heavily mixed this is just a, a concept that they are using to perfection in sci-fi they're showing the world as it is point blank in in 20 what what is it 2021 let's count these worlds in your lifetime 20 motherfucking years by the time that darren Derek, darren is a grown-ass man minority white will be the equivalent of the world white people like to believe that they control everything but that's why they act in a damn ass fool under trump because that is not the future what the expanse is doing is simply saying this is what the world will look like it will be mixed they'll be black and brown and white people all in the same room proportionally if not more so the black and brown but in 2044 it's it's not it, it it's a done deal the world will not be majority white it will be now will power possibly be maintained by a lot of majority whites uh in a sense yes but i think this election is one of the shifting points because they know man they're getting their shit together they know what the tide is sometimes you got to get ahead of the curve if you're going to be truly successful and even non-white people know that that's why jeff bezos is banking right now that's a motherfucker i don't like Jeff, but i don't love just jeff bezos but motherfucker ain't stupid he like let me go ahead and make this african-american damn section on uh prime year giving you this free two-day damn shipping which is already just great (laughs) it's if you want to get the people buying your shit and the majority people are non-white that is in the workforce they ain't gonna spend that money on the non-white i mean that's just culturally the world so all the expanse is doing is saying this is right (laughs) they're making a, a statement of that's why when you go to mars and even like even when you go in the belt it's majority non-white when you go to mars that is actually majority um indian south oh fuck i'm gonna mess that up 
Oh shit, let me look that up because I, I don't want to screw that one up. I get the it mixed up all the time with the Martians, but they're Martians are not majority white. And they're and the reason why Martians are are um uh why they're so like they're their only thing holding them back from taking over Earth was the fact that they did not have an actual earth. They didn't have a fucking biosphere. They didn't have the complex soils and all that shit. They didn't have a goddamn um ocean. They needed to build, they needed to terraform the planet. Except it was going to take them forever. But they were, the Martians are smarter than Earth in science and in other things. Like they're at the precipice of taking over. They also have a different standard. They're militaristic. Look, someone won the Powerball. Motherfucker, I should have bought that ticket. I knew it. I knew it. Should have bought it. We're going to be mad if it was Ohio. I got really distracted by that. I surely did. But, um,. I started off on a tangent about Martians. <laughs> See, you try to make this shit three hours. I'm blaming you. Ask me one damn question and I go on a whole tangent. So, yes, that's my answer in a long-winded way. Um, yes, I do know about the statistic uh, that is real because my daughter, she came out premature and they told me right in the room. They're just like, well, you know, I'm just going to let you know why you're going through all this preterm labor and she about to be premature just so you know african-american girls are the survivorless out of all the survivorless but i mean that could go on a whole other fucking tangent because africans populated the fucking world it's not even about survival yes we can go into that whole thing because i know where you were going with that i still i'm i'm slippery on a slope with that i will say i don't not sure if it's necessarily we want to say it's primarily by race but shit I know a whole bunch of white people who could fucking survive. <laughs> and they was in the trenches too. Shit. Um, so I will say, yes, there's a street smart versus book smart. There's those who know how, who's used. If you're used to suffering, if you're used to struggling, yes. When the struggle comes and the turn comes, like Amos would say, yeah, you're not like looking fucking surprised because it ain't Tuesday. We're like, fuck, I got to go out in the turn every damn day. Calling my ass to my pay this bill. Like, fuck that bill. Why this bill $200? All I did was use some heat. I kept it on 60. I live in it like a eight by fucking nine. How the hell is this $200? But these are other things that are completely off topic. <laughs> However, there is that whole thing of, you know, we came from Africa, guys. Whether you believe it, don't want to believe it, the fucking evangelist. Oh my God, I can't even say those words. But yeah, my uh, I'm dealing with them right now because that's my, my sister is marrying evangel. Oh Lord, Mm-mm. they got some strong ass ideas, strong. Um, but it's not science. <laughs> Y'all shit dog going on a book that's fucking you talking about somebody wrote this shit. Where his name at? Where he in the, where can we track these references? Motherfucker. I'm not trying to dog religion, but those come with the shits if you ain't ready to hear the shits. Cause I'm gonna tell you if you want to jump in this conversation. <laughs> I will have that with you. But uh yeah. And then the flash is not coming back till March. No god! No, God, please, no, no, no. 
that's what i get for barely paying attention to that twitter feed i was reading through them comments and then i was like this is a lot to catch up on i don't feel like it <laughs> all i heard about was superman and then i had to clown you for liking superman and that was about it in smallville as well so that is mimi's thoughts let's try not to make this three hours and get to shy's thoughts on the episode well hello christina it's me shy surprise surprise i'm back to give some feedback and of course you know i wasn't going to miss giving my thoughts and feelings on the expanse yeah i've missed out on a a few um podcasts due to my being on the struggle bus and getting behind and now i'm just trying to catch back up which is going to take a minute um i still haven't watched the episodes that i need to watch to get my butt back on track but i will um hopefully this weekend um things will be a lot less crazy and yeah actually it wasn't crazy last weekend um i know this is not something you care about but yeah i I mean i I already explained it anyway um watching football it was quite a few games on got distracted with that and then i'm like oh yeah i'm supposed to watch these shows so yeah anyways so i'll be better um this coming weekend so that's that on that of course i'm very excited that um we have a new regime a new commander-in-chief so I don't know. It's like there's like a new feeling in the air. It's you know, even though still things haven't changed in regards to the pandemic and all that good stuff, and we still got a long ways to go. But I'm, I guess, uh, feeling optimistic now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to decide. You know, I'm 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 struggling with. I mean, you know, of course, you guys know about my job, the type of job I have um, dealing with the type of um, negativity I deal with in regards to seeing the worst, some of the worst things human beings can do to one another. And um, Italian social media is a cesspool and it's hard for me to engage with it sometimes. Um, but, you know, even with. I mean, I don't even follow that many people, and I mean, but I still get a dose of it, and so sometimes I just need to get away from that, all that stuff. Anyway, um, I don't want to make this feedback too long, because I do want to talk about the show. Um, this one, I will say, I was, you know, I'll, you know, go with by characters. Um, this one's a little bit slower pace um, than obviously the last episodes are like, you know, obviously that one was <laughs> had me knee deep in my feels as I said last time. Um, this one was, I mean, I was in my feels, but in a different way. Um, I will say that I was trying to figure out a lot of the times I was confused um, for a good portion of it because I was trying to figure out what Naomi was trying to do. Because, you know, we were seeing her um, trying to figure out how to communicate. And I was, like, trying to put everything together. Um, like, how she's going to figure it out. How she's going to reach out. So, I was more stressed and anxious about, like, how is this going to work? I mean, I mean, obviously, I know that 
I mean, I would like to think that nothing's going to happen to her. But at the same time, it's like, you know, she's looking all jacked up with the, uh, her face. All, of course, we saw that at the end. But the effects of what she did, I mean, like I said, she's badass because she should have, I mean, that, anything could have went wrong with that. So that was a huge risk she took. I mean, I understood why she had to do it but still um but now i'm like she's on this ship that has no has no um navigation no way to communicate which um, again i figured out obviously you know as time went on what she was doing like why she was putting the tack marks on the wall and going in there going in there and doing i was like what is she doing i couldn't figure out what she was doing i mean until they obviously revealed it but I'm, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it up until that point. So I spent, that's what I'm saying. I spent a lot of the time with her, like trying to figure out why she was doing that, why she was risking her life, um, exposing herself um, to the carbon dioxide, um, the way she was, like, like was she searching for something? Was she trying to get something? Yeah, I, I mean, again, I obviously understood it at the end, but while it was happening, I didn't know what was going on so that should be interesting um of course they have to make a dramatic with them getting the message that she didn't want them to get and of course everyone's acting and responding to that message versus the one that I'm sure that she ended up putting out there um so that should be interesting how that works out um as for drummer, uh, I enjoyed that dynamic and, um, you know, getting to see her. I got emotional when um, she was the, the guy. I, I don't know why I can't remember that black girl's name. For the life of me, I should have wrote it down because every time I just, I'm ready to give feedback, I don't remember her name. But anyway, um, she was uh, telling drummer how that... Naomi died and of course you know you could see the emotion and I, all I could imagine is you know first it's Ashford then it's Fred and then it's Naomi I mean of course she just took that took the alcohol and went to chugging because at this point I mean I'm sure she's completely devastated completely and completely just at the end of her rope emotionally you know because that's that's a lot of blows in this season she's that's three blows uh, emotional blows that she's had and I know that she's thinking about her decision that she made um that has resulted in the death of people that she admire that she love that she's close with so that has to be plaguing her and um and you know the guilt the you know the regret and and I know that I don't know, I'm wondering if that girl, again, I don't know her name, the girlfriend, I guess, one of her girlfriends, anyway, the main girlfriend, um, I mean, I don't think she's gonna do anything to betray Drummer, but I, you know, I don't know if that one girl, that one chick, she's, um, seemed to be planting some seeds, um, in regards to, uh, whether or not they can trust Drummer, whether or not she's competent enough, whether or not she's going to maintain loyalty, whether or not she's going to um, risk their lives for, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, 
you know, because of her emotions, put them at risk. I guess that's the best way to put it, put them at risk. Um, so I don't know. It seemed like she's trying to plant the seed of questioning, um, questioning drummers competency, um, as a leader. So that was interesting. Um, but I think that I did love that little cute moment they had with the water, um, little stress relief laugh, but yeah. Um, then we got a drummer, we got Amos and Clarissa, AKA Peaches. Um, yeah, this one was, you know, just him going to his friend, Eric and trying to plot a course to wherever they're going to get a ship somewhere. Um, so we finally got to see a little bit more of the devastation of um, the rocks hitting Earth. So that was good to see. Um, I didn't. Yeah, we just got a, a little bit better feel for it. at least I did a better feel because, again, I wasn't getting it in the previous episode or not the previous one where they, well the previous episode that they were in um so that should be interesting so i have no idea where i was because one of my children interrupted me and i was gone for like 10 minutes so don't remember at all what i was talking about i think i was talking about amos his storyline um yeah so very interested in where they're going and all that good stuff and of course then we got um christian and her storyline so everyone had a little bit to in this one so that was interesting um and it all moved everything along it's like everything's converging into this final act whatever that's gonna be because what is this this is episode eight right so we only got two more episodes to go i feel like there's a lot to do in two episodes i don't know that's why yeah this must be a big cliffhanger that they're gonna leave us with because there's no way that number one everyone's gonna get together by the end of the season number two whatever is going on with marco is going to bleed into season six the final season um so i guess in a way i mean obviously i'm probably going to be like you know pulling out my hair frustrated whatever the cliffhanger is but that'll give me some time to read the books um in between uh season five and six so i can be like well not like christina because she probably read the books like 50 times but be a little more familiar with what's going on and sound a little bit more intelligent when i'm talking about the show instead of being lost half the time but yeah so we'll get marco and philip some more um in season six i'm sure and speaking of marco no let's not speak of marco yet so christian um yeah i'm very whatever that dude that's the new um attorney general i think that's what they are attorney general right um yeah i'm not, I'm not try, i mean that uh general guy 
yeah, I'm just, I'm horrible today with names. Um, he's planting the seed. He's going to, which, you know, irritates me because he's been, they've been, you know, in agreement on so much. But all of a sudden, he, you know, the general guy don't want to trust Christian and her, her, um, her knowledge, her wisdom on what they should do next. It's like, dude, you've been wrong. You, I mean, you even apologize for being wrong. So why would you go against what she suggests? But mm, I don't know. I feel like this dude is trying to be ambitious and trying to, you know, strike out or whatever on his own because it just didn't make any sense for him to all of a sudden oppose what Christian wants and not support her and what she's thinking and what she feels they should do. So I feel like that's gonna go sideways. I'm trying to kill everybody on Palace, 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 um, all the belters. That's ugh anyway. So yeah, let's let's I mean and that and that's of course that and it 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 just goes to show that, you know, it's just this vicious cycle. This vicious cycle. Like, yeah, they um and I understand it, but it's like, at what point do we stop the killing and find another way to get through to people? Because now they killed us, we're going to kill them, and it's like this back and forth, back and forth. And I just, it just, at some, yeah, at some point you got to go, let's stop, and there's got to be another way to get what we want without um, enacting revenge. And you would think of all people you know, Christian would want revenge, you know, it's her husband that could potentially be dead on this earth, so, you know, if anyone, she would understand that, but even, I mean, she's thinking rationally, so, very interesting, um, then we got, um, last storyline, I'm drawing a blank right now, Alex and Bobby, they're still trying to find Naomi, and yeah that's what pretty much that seems to be all they've been doing this whole season is floating in space flying around in space um and philip and marco so we got a little bit of them of course marco just driving the nail in the coffin so to speak with his disappointment with philip it's like this, and it, that's just gonna and, and yes and I know I went down the rabbit hole and the mother and me wanted Naomi to have her happy ending with her son and have him be redeemed yes I, I did go down there and was hoping that um I wouldn't be looking like Bobo the clown but y'all smack some sense into me so fine he's not gonna be redeemed he's gonna be Marco Jr um so yeah i'm sure this thing with sin is really gonna anger philip because his father blames him his father's disappointed in him um he thinks it's his fault so of course you know that's gonna anger him even more philip and um so yeah marco really did in his own heartless way care about sin because he was, you know, sitting there mourning his loss. So, I don't have any predictions or anything like that other than what I probably already said. That something bad's going to happen. Y'all know, shocker. That's not really a prediction. <laughs> like, something's going to go wrong. 
I don't know. It just seems like it's so many moving parts and so much happening at once now. And it's hard to put it all together. So I'll just listen to your podcast and not go down any more rabbit holes of crack theories and just enjoy these last two episodes. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So uh, not a lot of notes that I wrote down <laughs> uh, other than, you know, I think you pretty much got what was happening, which is good because, you know, that was a concern. There was a lot of confusing things going on with Naomi's arc um, in regards to... What was I going to say earlier? Because I was actually, you brought it up and then Shot and Mimi brought it up. I meant to say it. Because I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm about to spoil this. <laughs> I don't remember now. There, y'all, y'all dodged a bullet. But yeah, social media can also be a great deal of exciting. I will say I'm being happier at the places I go. I'm so damn selective. I don't know. I create my utopia. I've said this many a times (laughs) and i get it you're scrolling through the feeds you know news pops up all day i've been laughing at the bernie the bernie sander memes because they're just hilarious because he was dressed out there like grandpa he's like look i got my fucking mittens on i got this mask on i don't fucking like i'm 80 fucking two years old shit i ain't lived i showed the fuck up he was like all types of solitary and they've been putting that meme everywhere and i've been loving it uh also i've been looking at a lot of animal videos look i want to just go into a bouncy house with a whole bunch of puppies and kitties and just roll around with the puppies and kitties this is what i need i need it on my bucket list preferably all kitties and then all puppies and then puppies and kitties for about six hours straight because every time I see these cute little videos of people and their pets I'm like I don't stop it I'm not getting a fucking dog I'm just not doing it yet I don't want to do it yet I already have a child I don't want another child speaking of update on the child she's been an absolute angel the past two days she's like you know what do you need to you need me to tiptoe over there you need me to go get that let me go help you with that let me go get that for you let me um I love you kids always fuck up and then they be like you know what maybe i should think about my life decisions because i still live here <laughs> and yes it is a new day at least the evil is gone for right now Tell i'll bring your ass back somebody put him in jail or we just go find out in two weeks he was assassinated look he probably got so much shit like people going around they was making all the funny memes was cracking me up people walk around just just holding the place down this motherfucker got a red button for diet coke now why the fuck you drinking diet coke your ass already got diabetes anyhow um i would say that i am cautiously not highly or hugely optimistic uh but i'm less suicidal not likely to jump country in the next 90 days it's more like a boat has been righted from being upside down but there's still holes in it and land is very far away but at least we're not drowning anymore there's that (laughs) i'm such a fucking cynic (laughs) that's why i love uh the expanse they understand me 
but yeah great episode this is not three hours mimi fuck you i love you uh what else i think that was all i wrote in the notes there was something else i wanted to mention but now it's just really gone uh at the end of the season we'll see about all the things i decide to spoil about the books for you no i'm not gonna spoil the books i keep saying that but i'm really not i'm giving out the really basic and i didn't even say it at the top that i'm not spoiling the books but i really gave some some serious bland ass spoilers there's nothing much that's gonna ruin your experience to anything uh oh that's what i actually wanted to talk about yes because it's very clear it's not the case so i need to talk about it in this show the only thing i will um that is kind of a spoiler so earmuffs if this is really going to ruin your life on how marco uh obtained naomi um and it's very transparent as well in the book so it's not like a secret or anything but he actually lures her to palace he calls her to help their son saying your son needs your help after all these time and he gets her there and then he gets her there so that sin corral and philip can kidnap her to get her away from the rossi and he's the one telling her he saved her life i know why they're changing it in the show but it does add just a little bit of sloppiness because they wanted to give it for philip and i know why they wanted to give it to philip because he's a little bit of a hard sell and they want to give him a little bit more likability to the audience yes that's fair however i will say that doesn't make a whole lot of sense particularly in the show because uh, he's like oh i got you to palace to save your life why couldn't you just keep her on the fucking palace you didn't need to take her there's no reason why or you just wanted to get to know your mother they're trying to make it seem as if it's this adolescent type of thing and less insidious and i'd rather prefer the insidious version because it speaks a lot also and why you wouldn't have people saying, well, Marco will just space that person when they disagree with him. That's not how Marco rolls. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to have an Alexandrian moment because he thinks he is Alexander where he's going to lose his shit and probably kill someone that he will regret killing later. But like his goal is about just killing Naomi. Like that's never really like that. That whole story plays out way better in the books <laughs> of an actual setup. And him being like, no, I saved your life. And he really did try to get her to be back to the family. Versus they kind of really pushed it on Philip. But then I keep asking, then how the hell you get her to tie at the palace? You didn't lure her there. You said you took her to spare her life, but you weren't going to do it before. So it, it just doesn't resonate the same. And I'm get, sure many people are not thinking about it like I am. But because I'm a book reader, I'm going to judge that scene differently. And I don't think they did the work in between to explain why he would have taken her. He could have put her anywhere he didn't need to take her with her sure he wanted to get to know her but that was kind of like an in the moment thing um you know that she showed up she wouldn't even know he was on palace if it really wasn't for the spy so they really made fred complicit in all this shit it, it just didn't need to go this way <laughs> um that's what i said with some of the changes that i'm like oh man that it's hard when you love the source material same thing with with uh philip's reaction I need Philip's reaction. They don't give me Philip's reaction by the end of the season. I'm going to be a little ticked. Just won't, just won't lie. All right. It is cutting closer to three hours. So now I need to shut up. If you want to send feedback, you send that to blackrocouch at gmail.com. You could send that in audio or written feedback. You can find this podcast, Black Girl Couch Reviews, on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. I'm now on Pantora, bitch. Did I say Pandora instead of Pandora? Because I totally meant Pandora. 
check me out there until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic <laughs>